guys, welcome back to the show. Today we'll be doing a review of Captain Marvel, which just, just came out. But first, a special announcement for any of my friends in the Arizona area. On March 31st, I will be speaking at Northern Arizona University, so if you would like to attend, the details for that will be on my Facebook page. And for those of you who can't be there in person, no worries, as always, we will be recording the event for the show. You see, that's how much I care about you guys. I travel with cameras and tripods and microphones, even though they're super heavy. But anyway, back to Captain Marvel. Now, if you've been on the internet within the past six weeks or so, odds are you will have heard about the controversy surrounding the movie, or more specifically, the lead actress Brie Larson who plays Captain Marvel. You see, before Brie Larson had ever opened her mouth about this movie, people were already skeptical of her based on something she said about a previous film she was in, A Wrinkle in Time. I do not need a 40-year-old white dude to tell me what didn't work for him about A Wrinkle in Time. It wasn't made for him. Maybe I'm interpreting that the wrong way, but could you just for a second imagine what would happen if a male film star told a female reviewer who didn't like his action movie that he didn't care because it wasn't made for her? Just take a minute, run that scenario in your head, let me know what you think. It's possible that I and other people are overreacting to that comment, but you've got to understand, in terms of popular culture, we are at a point where audiences are tired of having progressive politics shoved down their throats. And this is especially true for film franchises that have kind of given the middle finger to their existing fan bases who do tend to be disproportionately, you know, male and white. We're talking female Ghostbusters reboot and The Last Jedi here. Yeah. So when it was announced that outspoken intersectional feminist Brie Larson would be starring as Captain Marvel, people began to be suspicious that perhaps Marvel would be following in the footsteps of Sony and Disney, i.e. shoving a ton of progressive overtones into a movie that ends up not even being a good movie anyway. And yes, I know that Marvel, like Star Wars, is also Disney, but you know what I mean, the MCU specifically. And these fears were kind of confirmed when Brie Larson herself did just come out and say, yeah, this film is a feminist one, and then she kind of doubled down on that by saying that she didn't want the Captain Marvel press tour to be too white or too male. And you know what, there is nothing wrong with either a director or an actor saying, hey, I want this press tour to feature reviewers and journalists that I think haven't gotten a fair shot or aren't getting enough attention right now. No one would have been mad about that. But I think a lot of people, especially white males, didn't like hearing that there were too many white males. And you can say that people are being too sensitive about what she said, but just for a minute, try to put yourself in the shoes of, let's say, a white male fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe who was really looking forward to seeing this movie. What do you think it must have been like to hear the film star say that she wouldn't necessarily want you on the press tour because there's too many people who already look like you? I mean, how else are people supposed to take that? As you can imagine, people weren't a fan of that, and it wasn't long before Brie Larson was back in front of the cameras doing what I think is safe to call damage control. Now, one thing I, I want to say, uh, one thing I love about you is you had a great story happen recently about inclusivity and diversity in press. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm a white male, and I, I, I commended you completely on that. But Thanks. most people, when that article dropped, it was headlines that were completely taking you out of context. Like oh, okay. she wants, like, like she wants, like only like no white men at like press junk, which is not what you were saying. And I and people need to read the articles to actually find <laughs> out the context of what you were saying. Yeah. But as an actor, when you have to say something like that, do you worry about how things get twisted? And for audiences who only do read headlines, can you clarify what you were saying? I think it's awesome what you're oh, doing, thanks. and I hope that more actors do it. I I mean, it's hard for me to comment on that because I don't. Like, I don't know what the headlines were or yeah. what was said or what I said or what people think that I said. Um, all that I know is, is like, I'm, what I'm looking for is to bring more seats up to the table. Yep. 
No one's getting their chair taken away. There's not less seats at the table. There's just more seats at the table. Yeah. That's it. Now, I actually think that that was a much more positive way to say what she had perhaps intended to say in that first interview. But nonetheless, people had already made up their minds about Brie Larson. People were voting negatively on the film's want-to-see meter on Rotten Tomatoes. So much so that the site actually took down the movie's rating, citing trolls. So that's just a really quick rundown of everything that's been leading up to the release of this movie. But in light of all of that, a lot of people who probably otherwise would have been thrilled to see this movie kind of stood back and said, nope, not going. A lot of people did feel like, okay, sure, you can say, don't be so serious, it's just a movie, but exactly, it's just a movie and there are tons of other movies that I can choose to spend my money on. No need to give more money to these people. And I respect that opinion, I really do. But at the same time, personally, I love the MCU and I'm very invested in what's going to happen in Avengers Endgame and I want to know the context so I was like screw it, I'ma still see it. And I did. And so now we get to the actual review part of this video and you know what, I am someone who firmly believes that for the most part we should try to separate the art from the artists. And so I'm going to try my best to do that with this movie and of course we will talk about the politics of everything later on but I've got to say for the most part, it, it's, it's pretty good. Is it great? No, but was it terrible? Also no. I mean, I thought it was enjoyable and if you're someone who has enjoyed Marvel's previous movies, I really think for the most part you should like this one. And actually the thing I was most concerned with about this movie was Brie Larson as Captain Marvel and not even because of her politics. It's not that she's a bad actress because she's definitely not, it's just that she kind of, at least from the roles I've seen her in, possesses a sullen, serious vibe that I wasn't sure would work with Marvel's general tone. Marvel films are kind of known for being fun and humorous and Brie Larson on the other hand, at least from what I've seen, kind of has that Kirsten Stewart, Kristen Stewart feel about her. Just kind of like, you know, just like kind of, mm. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, it's just I kind of had my doubts about her in this specific role. But as it turns out, she was fine. I mean, I don't think she was like amazing or anything, but still her character was fun and snarky and sarcastic and way different and more interesting than how she was portrayed in the trailers. And even though the movie is far from perfect, I actually left it kind of liking Carol Danvers, which I just did not expect to happen. And on that note, I'd say that all of the cast actually does a really good job. Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, a lot of fun as always. Plus Jude Law's in this, always a positive, and Ben Mendelsohn, even though he's covered with prosthetics, he does a good job being a fun kind of Marvel villain. It, it, it's good. I've heard this movie be described as kind of a buddy cop film between Carol Danvers and Nick Fury, and I think that's a good way to put it. And you know what? Those two characters do work well together. And then there are the special effects, and of course, this is a Marvel movie. You know they're gonna be good. Just explosions and lasers and space jet fights. Everything looked amazing. If you are a fan of stuff blowing up in action movies, you're gonna like this. Where the movie is not so great in my opinion, and from what I've seen other reviews agree with this, is that it's just, it's, it's nothing new, it's nothing groundbreaking, it's nothing we haven't seen before. Seriously, at this point it feels like we've seen at least 50 different superhero origin stories, so it's just kind of like, you know? It is what it is. And right now I'm sure a lot of you guys are saying to yourself, who cares about all that stuff 
is this a feminist movie? And frankly, that's a little bit hard to answer. This movie is without a doubt a girl power movie, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say that in flashbacks back to Carol Danvers' childhood and teenage years, you see a lot of people telling her she can't do stuff or kind of mocking her because she is a girl, because she's female. In the movie's defense though, this film does take place in the mid-90s, which means that Carol Danvers was born in like, what, the 70s? So. I mean, I think it's fair to say that at that point in time, especially for a woman in the military or a woman who wanted to be in the military, yeah, there would have been some, some sexism, I, I think that's fair to say. Those flashbacks plus one scene where some creepy guy hits on her and tells her to smile like all those evil men do, those are really the only instances that I can think of where the feminism was in your face and where it actually related to men telling women that they can't do things or men being gross toward women. The rest of the movie just kind of focuses on Carol Danvers coming into her powers and really growing into her abilities, which is pretty much what any superhero movie does anyway, so it's, it's really, I think, not the intersectional feminist crap storm that a lot of people were worrying about. And to my surprise, feminism aside, there were other progressive sprinklings in the film that I hadn't really anticipated. It turns out themes like race and refugees were also kind of along for the ride. As other reviewers have pointed out, white males are just like, not a thing in this movie. There are two white male characters that have very, very minor roles. And aside from that, I mean, Ben Mendelsohn is a white male and he's a lead, but he's wearing prosthetics, so he's not actually white in the movie. So some people have felt that there is perhaps a political message behind that. Personally though, that's not even something that I noticed in this movie, and I'm not saying the people who do talk about this are being overly sensitive, it's just that I would by no means classify this movie as anti-white. But when it comes to the actual plot of the movie between different alien races, which I'm not gonna get into because I don't want to give any spoilers, I, I think there is a good chance they're trying to make some allegories there, not necessarily about white versus non-white, but you know, issues like borders and refugees do come up. Again, they're not overt, and for me, they don't ruin the movie, but if you are someone who says, no, I don't want any of that political crap or messaging in the films that I choose to spend money on, uh, then you may want to give this one a miss. So ultimately, like I said before, I liked this movie. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't great. I would give it maybe a 7.5. And even though I won't say that it wasn't political, it was definitely much less politicized than the controversy surrounding it would lead you to believe. Am I gonna recommend that you guys go see it now though? I don't know about that. I mean, if you are really invested in Endgame like I am, then yeah, you will kind of need to see this movie to understand everything that's going on. But hey, maybe that means instead of seeing it in theaters, you wait until it comes out on DVD. One issue there though is that Endgame comes out next month, and I'm not sure if Captain Marvel will be out on DVD by then. I don't know. What I do know though is that if you choose to not see this movie, or if you see it and happen to not like it, doesn't necessarily mean that you just hate women, and I'm so frustrated with the fact that that narrative has once again surrounded another movie that's come out like it did with Black Panther and the Ghostbusters movie. That way, if the movie fails, which I don't think this one will, it will make money, but if it does, then they can blame the failure not on any of their wrongdoings, but on the misogynistic fans like they did with Ghostbusters. But anyway, that's it for this video, and I would love to know, are you guys gonna go see Captain Marvel? Why or why not? And if you've already seen it, did you like it? Why or why not? Is it as big of a feminist movie as Brie Larson was trying to convince everyone that it was? Thanks for watching, and I'll see you next time.